biggest mistake I made was attaching my happiness to all of these different outcomes. I was going to be happy when I was a professional football player. I was going to be happy when I was a doctor. I was going to be happy when I was a lawyer. I was going to be happy when I was a millionaire. I was going to be happy when I bought my mom a house and a car. My happiness had nothing to do with all of those outcomes. The happiness is derived by the pursuit, the consistent, everyday persistent without quit pursuit of my potential of all those things. Maybe for you, all the millions of dollars will make you happy. Then go for it. But do it every day with all your power and might to provide value. Whatever you want, but enjoy the pursuit. Don't attach your limited end up. You are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. He's the CEO of Sports First Marketing, national best-selling author, philanthropist, public speaker, husband, father, and most importantly, he's a human being. His name is Dev Meltzer, so thank you very much, Dave, for taking the time for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and uh, look forward to uh, working with you here in the door and see what we got going on. Great. So in the past 48 hours, I did some research about you and I was really amazed about all the stuff that you've been doing in your lifetime. So before we go into depth, I wanted uh, to take you a little bit back about your background, your history, because I know that uh, you were raised with a single mom and with five uh, brothers and one sister. So if you can take us a little bit more to that point in your life. Yeah, sure. So I grew up with an extraordinary mother who raised six kids, five boys and a girl. And, you know, obviously she was a teacher, so we didn't have a, a lot to live on uh, except for empowerment and love, values. And the funny thing was I really didn't think of anything of how I grew up because I was so happy. My mom was such a good mom. You know, she guilted me into doing a lot of things. But besides that, we, I never felt like I was shorted anything. The only time I really wasn't happy was when I caught my mom who was upset or crying because, you know, we couldn't afford rent or food or a car to fix the car, you know, something like that or send me to summer camp. And so at a very young age, I decided that uh, in order to be completely happy that I was going to be really rich and I'd buy my mom a house and a car and everything would be okay from there. And I really hung on to that dream and that vision my entire life. And the funny story is that uh, eventually you understood that it didn't make everything right, right? Yeah, so through a variety of things in my life, from wanting to be a professional football player and learning you got to have skills besides desire and knowledge, to wanting to be a doctor and realizing I didn't have the knowledge to be a doctor. In fact, uh, I didn't even know what doctors did. I, I hate hospitals and didn't even know that doctors were in hospitals and uh, give a good piece of advice to people that to be more interested than interesting when you're trying to pursue your happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, then I tried to be a lawyer, went to law school, and uh, 
had a job offer to be in the internet or to be a real lawyer. And another great piece of advice, I asked my mom, you know, what I should do. Should I be a litigator and make a lot of money or work in the internet? And my mom, without blinking, said that the internet was going to be a fad. Mm -hmm. It was not going to work. And that I should be a real lawyer and make money. So just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. Mm -hmm. And it's a really big, big lesson for me. But anyway, I, I got involved in the internet. I sold legal research online. Nine months after law school, I was a millionaire. By the time I was 32, I was the CEO of the world's first convergence device, the PCE phone manufactured by Samsung. And I was a multimillionaire by the time I was 32. And like you said, at 32, I learned, although I had manifested everything I thought I wanted, for the first time in my life, I wasn't happy. But why is it that most, uh, most of the, us uh, people, entrepreneurs, that we all only learn the lessons once we actually get there and go through stuff? Because for you, okay, you tell me I'm 27, but still until I make those kind of stuff in my life, I will never totally understand, right? Exactly, and you won't. And I, and I don't tell people that either. I, I want everyone to consistently every day, persistently without quit, enjoy your own pursuit of your potential right i want you to enjoy detach your happiness from the outcome the biggest mistake i made wasn't losing all my money which i ended up losing and making it back but that wasn't the biggest mistake the biggest mistake i made was attaching my happiness to all of these different outcomes i was going to be happy when i was a professional football player i was going to be happy when i was a doctor i was going to be happy when i was a lawyer i was going to be happy when i was a millionaire i was going to be happy when i bought my mom a house and a car my happiness had nothing to do with all of those outcomes the happiness is derived by the pursuit the consistent everyday persistent without quit pursuit of my potential of all those things and so until i learned to detach my happiness from an outcome, I believe everyone needs to experience for themselves. The three biggest things that people try to give advice on, which you'll never be able to tell someone, in my opinion. One, what it's like to get married. No matter, you know, millions and millions of people are married, they can never describe to you what it's like. Mm -hmm. Two, what it's like to have children. No matter, I have four children, I can never tell you or teach you. You have to go through it yourself. And, and then, Three, uh, now I'm losing my mind. So three, getting old. Yeah, get, getting old. No matter how much I, people told me, my father, my grandfather, my uncles, what it's like to be 50 years old, until you're 50 years old, you can't describe it. I believe the same thing is true about being an entrepreneur. I can tell you how I made millions of dollars. I can tell you the things I bought that didn't make me happy. The more things I bought that didn't make me happy. The different things I bought that did make me happy. But until you pursue it and consistently, persistently get it yourself, you know, I will tell you, being of service, right? I tell people all the time, being of service, which is where I live. May God put 10 people in front of me that I can help every day. I live my whole life of service and to provide value. That makes me happy. It doesn't mean it's going to make you happy. Maybe for you, all the millions of dollars will make you happy. Then go for it. But... Do it every day with all your power and might to provide value, whatever you want, but enjoy the pursuit. Don't attach your primitive end outcome. Yeah, you, you're totally right because I can see that uh, for myself it's something that I really struggle with because uh, most of the time I always uh, have this 
when I get something or I live in the future and it's frustrated me because my current life condition doesn't match how life should be. So all the time I start, I push, then I sabotage myself, I go back. So I wanted uh, to understand, uh, because you, you make a good point about uh, most people are really easy to give, but it's really hard for them to receive, right? So how do you shift your mindset, especially about uh, money? Because money for many of us, it's really, really a, a paradigm shift that we need to do because most of us have a little uh, background, the uh, beliefs we have about money, and it really sabotages us. And once we like start something, then we go, ah, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm not, uh, I can't become a millionaire. I can't do uh, this amount of money a month. So how did you shift it uh, in your life experience? Yeah, number one is to understand that receiving and giving are one. And when I say that, what shifted the paradigm of value to me and shifted my energy of worthiness, the energy, the ego energies, right? The need to be superior, the need to be uh, inferior, the need to be separate, the need to be offended, guilty, anxiety, fear, all these different needs. Well, those needs are based on one thing, that giving and receiving are one. So once I shifted and said, the more I receive, the more I can do for people. I live on this earth, and I know one thing. Making a lot of money gives me options. It, it doesn't hurt me helping people, having fun. I, you know, my motto is make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. You can't give what you don't have. And so once I, in my mind, really associated that, you know what? I want to make a lot, because not for me. I want to make it so I can help people change, empower them, empower, you know, give to them, feed them, clothe them, give them health care. All of a sudden, knowing that the more that I receive would do more good, more good deeds, more, then all of a sudden it freed me to ask for more and ask big. Let me give you a really big lesson. The universe does not know size. And I, I'm not just talking about my own personal anatomy. The universe, it doesn't know size. If you do a lot of good deeds, the universe ch chalks them up. I opened the door, I smiled at someone. I put, I put trash in the trash can. I help somebody across the street. That's equal to the same as it doesn't know size when you receive. So the more good deeds you need, you do, you create a void for the universe to fill. Now ask big. Ask big. Not only see yourself receiving, you know, it doesn't know the difference between a dollar and a billion dollars. That's all man-made. The universe just knows the energy of money. So ask big. Ask them a world of more than enough. Not a world of just enough or not enough. Ask really big. And all of a sudden, receiving will carry a different energy because what you do with it is what you should worry about, not the receiving. Most people don't feel worthy, including me. I had no problem making money, but I had a problem holding on to it because it made me feel dirty. It made me feel, you know, my mom made $17,000 a year teaching. I made $10 million in one year. And it made me feel dirty. I felt guilty that... My mom worked 20 hours a day, raised six kids, barely had enough to eat. And here, people were just giving me so much money for doing fun things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I wanted, if I just would have focused in on what can I do with all that I received? How can I share it and give to others and create change? Then it took on this power. So I think it's important not only to make a change, a plan on what you want to do to make money, but it's more important to do a plan what you're going to do with your money and have the right energy attached to that and all of a sudden that universe when you live in a world of more than enough 
you're at the flow more than the not. And I, I saw that you, you talk a lot about uh, gratitude as well and how it affects your life in every single day. And I will tell you from my experience because a year and a half ago I was uh, in a seminar of one of the greatest speakers of all time, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Date with Destiny. And he talked a lot about priming. And priming is a certain, uh, you can call it a kind of meditation where you raise your hands, you do like 30 reps when you like uh, breathe in, breathe out 30 times and you do three sets of 30. And after that you put both hands on your heart, you physically feel your heart and uh, you say thank for, for all the good stuff in your life because it's scientifically proven when you put your hands on your heart, you feel your heart and you feel about some, and you actually think about something you're grateful for then you can't be in a suffering state, right? So I did it, and I did it on my own version in Hebrew, and I started to practice it, and I, I did see some changes. But I believe if you don't have progress in your life, your, your external life, then you can't really like, uh, make, uh, make it an habit. Don't you think? Yeah, I think habits are formed with the integration of skills, knowledge and desire and let me tell you how for me that Tony Robbins exercise works uh, it's because there's three different realms that confuse people number one is the pragmatic realm the conscious realm the conscious realm is what you think what you say and what you do it conforms of your embodiment uh, the human cells that you have and the human cells that you have they change every three years you're basically a different person physically every three years but the human cells also have a memory. And so we have to be very conscious about what inputs we put into the human cell. What, what we say, what we think, what we do, what we eat, what we drink, those all will affect your cellular memory. And every day you have 10,000 new inputs a day of what you think, say, do, eat, and drink. Those 10,000 inputs from your cellular structure, your conscious world, goes into your subconscious. Those subconscious thoughts are 40,000 of the same thoughts you have every day. So every day you're having 10,000 new inputs and 40,000 of the same thoughts that are generated by the neural pathways that are created in your brain. The efficiency, the effectiveness, the statistical success. The only way you change the 40,000 of those same thoughts is through the inputs of these 10,000 new things, like your exercise of priming. And Prime will affect that subconscious. And then finally, what is really powerful is that you change your entire DNA by priming the 10,000 things you say, think, and do, the things you eat and you drink, into the subconscious thoughts, the things you believe, which are subconscious, those beliefs that I'm not worthy, I feel, you know, my ego, time. Finally, that goes to your DNA. Those 40,000 thoughts in your neural pathways can directly affect your DNA, your own fingerprint on life that electricity that runs through your DNA, that laws of attraction, and all the way back to the Kabbalah, it's the technology of the universe, the energy that I carry, my soul. That's that energy. And if you want to attract what you want without saying, thinking, doing, eating, drinking, or believing, you do it by creating a core energy that you don't even have to, it just unconsciously can attract. And it works both ways. I know people that think, say, do, drink, eat, and believe all the right things, but don't know why they attract the same bad things in their life all the time. It's because they haven't shifted their energy. And then vice versa, I know people that think, say, do, drink, eat, 
and believe the wrong things, but keep attracting all the great things in their life because they carry that energy. So you need to understand all three realms in order to create effective habits. Mm -hmm. And it's, it really makes sense right now because you're saying like, okay, it's a correlation between several stuff. It's not just like doing something, it's saying, thinking, believing, and once you have all of this, it's like you said, uh, I, I heard uh, an interview with you and Ed Milet today, and you said about the 99%, right? So 99% you do, but that 1% that like uh, one day you didn't do the priming, or two days you're like, ah, a little bit, like you just with the gym, right? So when you yeah. like get those little stuff that you're not doing, this what will make either success or failure, right? It's a zero effect, right? People don't understand. You see it all the time. They feel like, gosh, I've worked so hard this month. I've stayed focused. I've given it the attention that I need. I've put the things they do, drink, sleep, eat, believe, and my energy behind it. Well, they have except for three days. But what happens is you get to the X to the seventh power on the seventh day. You do nothing on the eighth day. You now get X to the zero power. You've zeroed it out. So at the end of the month, you either get no results or incremental results compared to the person that consistently, every day, persistently, without quit, enjoys as happiness, inspiration for the pursuit of that potential. Mm -hmm. But our brain works as, uh, okay, we need to see reward, right? So if like, okay, I'm gonna do a priming, I gotta know that there is reward, right? Because this is the yeah. only way it's gonna stick. So what, would it, what was it for you that you always saw a reward behind it? Because for the average people, Okay, these things might like, okay, it's cool, but they will not last more than a couple of days. Because they don't believe, they don't trust the universe and believe that they're in the favor of God or what they believe in. I don't care if it's God, Jesus, Mom, and Joseph Smith, whatever they believe in. But when you believe you're in the favor of God, let me tell you how this works. There, it, it, to me, it's called the no theory. If I told you today, Labor, that you are 25 no's, from being a billionaire. That 25 no's from being a billionaire. Imagine how excited you'd be mm -hmm. first no that you get. Imagine yeah. how super excited you'd be by the time you got to your 25th no. Imagine how fast you'd want people to tell you no if you were 25 no's between now and the time you're a billionaire. If that's what you want, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The problem is people don't think that they're in the favor of the universe. They live in a world of not enough. They live in a scarce world of just enough. They don't live in my world of more than enough. I live in the favor of God, meaning everything that happens that doesn't seem to go my way, I know, trust the universe, that it knows better than I. And so therefore, when you're priming and you're not seeing the physical results, or even worse, you're getting results that are contrary to what you think, instead of having, uh, for me, negative thoughts, you know, just disillusionment, all these different things, I get encouraged. Mm -hmm. Because I know one thing. I don't know if I'm 25 knows about getting what I want, but I know that there's only so many knows that I'm going to get from the universe, so many resistance, changes, voids, obstacles, shortages, until I get what I want. And the more I believe it, the faster it comes. Mm -hmm. The more I enjoy the knows and say to myself, oh gosh, this is going to be good because things aren't going my way. Things are about to get really good. Because I'm trusting the path. I'm still putting the effort in. I'm not sitting at home dreaming. I'm up at 4 a.m. providing value, being of service, giving action, creating plans, helping people, elevating others to elevate myself. But I trust that my plan is not planned, and it's just giving me the guidance to get there faster and more actually the more that I surrender. There's a great book called The Surrender Experiment. 
right? Two things you got to do. You got to understand your ego and you got to understand time. Time is a direct uh, reflection of gratitude and inspiration and ego is a direct, uh, direct reflection of your own internal fear. Need to be right, they need to be offended, they need to be inferior, superior, separate, need to be guilty, they need to be uh, you know, angry, frustrated. All those things just waste your energy. Right? Worry, worry. People worry all the time. They think worry is part of preparation. Worry has nothing to do with preparation. Worry is a wasted emotion. It does nothing but get in your way. Fear, all those things. You gotta be prepared and take action, trust the universe and things and believe. Believe that you are in the favor of the universe, that everything is happening to you in the right way at the perfect time. Therefore, grateful for everything and enjoying the pursuit of my potential. Mm -hmm. And I think the number one key here is uh, making the decision to bet on yourself because from all the books, all the people I interview, like almost 50 people, I think the number thing is most of people that really make it big in their life made a decision to bet on themselves. That's it, like bet on yourself for the long term, the lifetime bet, right? So no matter what, I bet on myself because I believe in myself. And once I think this change in people's brain, anything will change because most of us try to seek for validation. I'm doing a podcast to like, okay, I want to ask you questions so I can affirm what I think that's okay, it makes sense. Then if he said it, then I, I have a confirmation, right? But the reality is until I bet on myself or believe in myself, nothing will ever change. Find your frequency. You know, once you understand that you are a unique individual, you have one fingerprint on life, your own DNA, you're the only you in the whole world. And there's some great power in that, and that if you find your frequency, your true self, your potential, the more you pursue that, the more you are of yourself and let the universe come through you. There's 3.2 billion people in the world. There's an internet now that can attract, you know, and it's growing every day. It can attract all of those people. Within those 3.2 billion people, if only a million of them have your frequency and are completely engaged and loyal and fun and connected to you, you will live a grand life. Yes. You can monetize your books and your podcasts and your ideas and your, your, your charities and all the things that you do. That's what my focus, I think it goes beyond believing in myself. It's just that I, I am, right? I am is a big two words for me. I am philanthropy. I am persistence. I am consistent. I am enjoyment. I am happy. All of these things that I am, that's my frequency. And the more people that hear my frequency or see my frequency or witness the frequency are attracted to my frequency, and I don't care. I don't care if somebody doesn't uh, register on my frequency. And I used to, right? I wanted everyone to love me. I wanted to please everyone. No more. I hope that you hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. This is me. This is my frequency. I'm here of service to help people, to elevate you, to inspire you. And if you're not into it, thank you. And I pray for your happiness. But I only hope that you find something that does inspire you. Two types of people in the world. Those who motivate and those who manipulate. Be a motivator. Help other people and it will help yourself. Yes, totally, totally agree. So the last question, because I know we are out of time, is uh, what would be your legacy that you would like to live long after you won't be here? 
So just just so you know, that's that's my closing question on my podcast. Oh, really? Playbook. I, so, I, yeah, I really that's didn't the, know it. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my, my legacy is one of exponential love, exponential peace, and exponential truth. It's simply, may my life empower others to empower others to be happy, right? May, may my life, all the videos, teachings, listenings, relationships, in-person, email, phone, social media, may all my existence empower other people to empower other people to be happy. And that exponential empowerment, you know, 1,000 people uh, empowering 1,000 people to empower another 1,000 people, I almost cover all 3.2 billion people on earth to be happy. Simple three generations of empowerment of happiness. So if my being can empower that many people over those generations, because I know if people are happy, that, that covers everything. Death, disease, dishonor, everything, it falls within the truth, which is happiness. And may this interview be part of that legacy. And I appreciate the time and the opportunity to share, share my frequency. And I am here of service to you to help. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate it. And the last question is, where can we find you, of course? Best way is Instagram, at David Meltzer. Uh, of course, I'm blessed. You can Google David Meltzer as well, or at David Meltzer. If you Google me, almost every input now is mine. Uh, you know, website, speeches, YouTube. I have a tele television show called Elevator Pitch with Entrepreneur Magazine and a top five podcast called The Playbook. It's a business playbook with uh, the leaders of sports technology, the world, and business to give you their inside scoop of playbook. I'm the only one that can have, you know, guys like uh, Jack Canfield and then the next week, Danica Patrick. Mm -hmm. So you get some really great wisdom. Great, great. Uh, it's amazing, man. I, I just like, when I Googled you, like, Wikipedia really love you. They're like, woo, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, so, uh, frequency, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Thanks. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share or leave a message at the comments below because your opinion is really important to me. Just like I always say, leaders create leaders and we all here to grow together. For more information about fat loss, gaining muscle and taking your mind to one new level, check my site at www.lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.